0: You are now listening to the Black, not Democrat podcast. And I'm your host, Drop Squad 52. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. So let's get started. Good afternoon, everyone. This is your host, Drop Squad 52, and you are listening to the Black, Not Democrat podcast. And we are soon going to be joining live the impeachment of the 45th president of the United States, Donald John Trump. His current record is two impeachments, one acquittal. And after the defense that was put on this morning by his team, It looks like Donald Trump, the first gangster president, will be two, and Donald Trump, the impeachment goat. Now let's join the afternoon session of the the defense of the first gangster president.
1: Several of my colleagues at the House managers got up and spoke about the proceeding in the House being like a grand jury proceeding. Well, I've been in grand jury proceedings. I have run grand juries. In grand jury proceedings, you call witnesses. You hear evidence. You make transcripts. You take affidavits. You develop physical evidence. You hear reports from police officers. You hear forensic analysis from scientists. In fact, you invite the target of the grand jury to come in and testify if he or she pleases to be heard by the grand jury. Which one of those things happened in the House prior to the impeachment article? I don't believe any of them happened. So the suggestion that what happened in the House was anything at all like a grand jury investigating a case and preferring it for prosecution is complete nonsense. And if the House managers are trying to fool you about that, you must ask yourself, what else are they trying to fool you about? Let's look more closely at the President's speech. We have mentioned this line before, but it is so critical we need to talk about it again. The president asked that the attendees at his rally peacefully make their voices heard. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. The managers would have you believe that the president's supporters usually follow his every word, but in this case, imputed some imaginary meaning to them while ignoring his most clear instructions. President Trump said, peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard, and the House managers heard, took from that, go down to the Capitol and riot. So you are supposed to put yourselves in the heads of the people who hear, peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard, and conclude that, not, that those words do not mean what the President said. More than that, the President criticized the destruction wrought by left-wing anarchists and rioters. He told his supporters that they build. They don't destroy. If this happened to the Democrats, there'd be hell all over the country going on. There'd be hell all over the country. But just remember this. You're stronger. You're smarter. You've got more going than anybody. And they try and demean everybody having to do with us. And you're
0: the real people. You're the people that built this nation. You're not the people that... 74 million. 74 million.
1: Is it possible, listening to those words in in the proper cadence without them being edited or the sound changed so that they're indistinguishable or sounds as though the crowd is right there, but listening to it as you have here unedited by us, is it possible that President Trump's disdain for political violence could be any clearer to the persons listening as he was speaking, is it possible that his words could have been misunderstood? I suggest to you that is impossible.
0: Now, folks, now,
1: the House manager,
0: let Senator me jump President, in. You're listening to the Black Knot um, Democrat podcast, and I'm your host, Drop Squad 52. And as you listen to this testimony being broadcast live across multiple streaming platforms, but not on network television cable. Yes, but not network television. You are listening to it from a live stream on YouTube. Now remember folks, there was an article written a couple of weeks ago and it was entitled the secret history of the shadow campaign that saved the 2020 election. And that campaign was formed by tech companies, media companies, political action committees, nonprofit organizations, unions, corporate CEOs, all to make sure that Donald Trump did not steal the 2020 election. So this live broadcast that you're listening to today on the Black Knot Democrat podcast may be the only place you'll be able to find the unedited version of today's defense of Donald Trump because the lamestream media, their willing accomplice, which is pointed out in this article that appeared in Time Magazine, the current issue, shows that the media and whoever else that supports the desperate Democrats will stand by and suppress speech. Now we rejoin the testimony. ...the hell out of the
1: ones that don't fight. You primary them. We're going to let you know who they are. I can already tell you, frankly. It is pretty stark contrast when you watch that video isn't it when you see the house manager tell you and i don't know if we're under oath here but when i walked into this room i sure as heck felt i was under oath and that i was speaking not only the senators of the united states but before the entire world and with god watching and a house manager got up here and told you that the president of the united states on january the 6 2021 told the crowd that they had to go and fight. And the implication that they wanted you to draw was that he was sending them down to Capitol Hill to go and breach the building and trash the very sacred halls of Congress. But we now know that is not at all anything near what the president said.
0: Desperate Democrats. What the president
1: said was... If you can't get your members of Congress to do as you would like them to do, you primary them. That's the American way. The first way that the House managers presented and wanted you to conclude, that's the criminal way. But what the president said was the American way.
0: Desperate Democrats. Again,
1: House managers manipulated President Trump's words. I can't stand here and pretend to tell you that I know every time from all those videos that the House managers manipulated what the President said, put up evidence that was not with the foundation of correctness and admissibility we expect. I can't tell you that I picked up every one. I don't think Mr. Vanderveen or Mr. Schoen or any of the others that worked with us can tell you that. But what I can tell you is that there were an awful lot of times, and I know at least some of you were judges in previous lives. And that and if one of the lawyers was able to create the impression that one side intentionally presented false or misleading evidence, that judge would give an instruction called falsus in uno, falsus in omnibus. False in one thing, false in everything. In other words, if they're trying to fool you about one thing, not only might they be trying to fool you in something else, but under that maximum of the law, you may conclude they're trying to fool you in everything else. President Trump was immediate in his calls for calm and respect for law enforcement. The House managers emphasized President Trump's tweet in the 6 p.m. hour where he told crowds to, quote, go home in love and peace and remember this day. What is it that they left out? Well, the House starts their recitation of what President Trump said as far as the aftermath of when the Capitol was breached at roughly 6 p.m. What they don't tell you and didn't tell you, and which you probably don't know because I think I'm the first one to say it in this forum, is at 2.38, President Trump urged protesters at the U.S. Capitol to, quote, stay peaceful, please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of our country. Stay peaceful. And before we run the graphic, I just want to point out to you, President Trump's speech ended at 1.11 p.m. So at 2.38 p.m., by the time word reaches the president that there's a problem down here, He's out urging people to support the police, stay peaceful, support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are on the side of the country. Stay peaceful. At 3.13 p.m., President Trump urged protesters at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. No violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue. 3.13 p.m. President Trump's words couldn't have incited the riot at the Capitol. The day's events make this clear. Let's walk through the actual timeline. At 11.15 a.m., police security camera videos show crowds forming at First Street near the Capitol reflecting pool. This is a full 45 minutes before President Trump even took the stage on January 6th. Let me repeat that. Violent criminals were assembling at the Capitol over a mile away, almost an hour before the president uttered a single word on the ellipse. You did not hear that fact during the hours of the House manager's presentation, did you? When the president spoke, what did he call for? He called for rally attendees to peacefully and patriotically make their voices heard, for them to walk down Pennsylvania Avenue to cheer on members of Congress. President Trump went on for more than an hour, ending at 1-11. Now why is this important? Because of all of the events that I am about to describe, they all occurred before, before President Trump's remarks concluded. At 12.49 p.m., the first barriers at the U.S. Capitol grounds were pushed over and the crowd entered the restricted area. At 11.05 p.m., Acting Defense Secretary Christopher Miller received open-source reports of demonstrator movements to the U.S. Capitol. At 1.09 p.m., U.S. Capitol Police Chief Stephen Sun called the House and Senate Sergeants-at-Arms, telling them he wanted an emergency declared, and he wanted the National Guard called. The point? Given the timeline of events, the criminals at the Capitol weren't there at the ellipse to even hear the president's words. They were more than a mile away, engaged in their pre-planned assault on this very building. This was a pre-planned assault, make no mistake, and that is a critical fact. Watch this. Does anyone in this chamber honestly believe that but for the conduct of President Trump, that a charge in the article of impeachment that that attack at the Capitol would have occurred.
0: Does anybody believe that? It was not some sort of spontaneous decision by a bunch of,
1: quote, protesters to go up to Capitol Hill and, and storm Capitol Hill.
0: This was all planned out. How much of it was was planned? How much of this was strategized ahead of time? They are getting indications, uh, some evidence that they've seen that indicates uh, that there was some level of planning. There appears to be premeditation. FBI
1: internal report the day before the siege, warning of a violent war at the Capitol. The FBI issued a warning of a, quote, war at the Capitol. The FBI warned law enforcement
0: agencies about
1: this specific attack.
0: Be ready to fight. Congress needs to hear glass breaking, doors being kicked in. We developed some intelligence that a number of individuals were planning D.C. area with intentions to cause violence. We immediately shared that information. And they
1: pushed out that information
0: through this JTTF structure. It was immediately disseminated through a written product and brief throughout our command post operations to all levels of law enforcement. The FBI says two pipe
1: bombs discovered near the Capitol on January 6th were placed there the night before. New video appears to show a person suspected of planting pipe bombs near the U.S. Capitol the night before.
0: The FBI now says the bombs were planted the night before the
1: Capitol siege between 7.30 and 8.30 p.m. They were planted... The day
0: before. All goes to the idea yes. of premeditation and coordination right. among
1: individuals.
0: This was a planned assault going after a castle.
1: Woo So to answer the question of the house manager, does anybody believe that this would have occurred but for the speech from Donald Trump? I do. All of these facts make clear the January 6th speech did not cause the riots. The president did not cause the riots. He neither explicitly or implicitly encouraged the use of violence or lawless action, but in fact called for peaceful exercise of every American's First Amendment rights to peacefully assemble and petition their government for redress of grievances. In other words, the Brandenburg standard is not made out. The House managers admitted many facts are unknown, even Speaker Pelosi admitted not knowing the real cause of the violence when she called for a 9-11 style commission to examine the facts and causes that led to the violence. On the screen is Speaker Pelosi's call for the 9-11 Commission.
0: Mr. Biden, I was told to go off this paper, but I can't. You need the truth.
1: Let's touch now on the second absurd and conflated allegation in the House manager's single. Phone call to Georgia Secretary of State Ben Roffensperger surreptitiously recorded by the way included and included multiple attorneys and others on the call. Let me point out the very obvious fact that the house managers ignored. The private call that was made public by others cannot really be the basis to claim that the president uh, intended to incite a riot publicly disclose the contents of the call how could he have hoped to use this call to invite his followers if he had no intent to make the conversation public and indeed had nothing to do with it being secretly recorded? The House managers told you that the president demanded that the Georgia Secretary of State quote, find just over 11,000 votes. The word find, like so many others, the House managers highlighted, is taken completely out of context. And the word fine did not come out of thin air. Based on an analysis of publicly available voter data that the ballot rejection rate in Georgia in 2016 was approximately 6.42%. And even though a tremendous amount of new first-time mail-in ballots were included in the 2020 count, the Georgia rejection rate in 2020, was a mere four-tenths of 1%, a drop-off from 6.42% to 0.4%. President Trump wanted the signature...
0: Well, folks, I'm at 21 minutes, and I'm going to have to end this. But before I go, I want to play you something that you will be hearing in the coming days. Okay, here we go.
1: This is a Fox News alert. Not guilty.
0: I'm Lisa Lacerra, the U.S. Senate acquitting president. Did you hear that, folks? Let me play that again, because you will be hearing that, maybe not from Lisa Lasera, but you will be hearing the saying, Dum, this is a Fox News alert. And we all know, This is what you're going to hear. This is
1: a Fox News alert. Not guilty. I'm Lisa Lacerra, the U.S. Senate acquitting president.
0: Yes. Not guilty. The U.S. Senate has acquitted the 45th president of the United States, who is no longer president of the United States. What are you going to say, sleepy Joe? You never want a serious crisis to go to waste. <laughs> well, folks, that's all I got for today. And before I go, lamestream media, desperate Democrats, Stay woke. Thank you for tuning in today, ladies and gentlemen. Tune in tomorrow for another episode of the Black, Not Democrat Podcast. And I'm your host. Drop Squad 52. See you tomorrow, folks.